All right, good morning, JHM. Great to see you this morning. Hi, that was very nice. Welcome right there. Thank you for that. My name is Josh. Are there any other Joshes in the room this morning? I just like no other Joshes. Oh, it's so sad. There was one last night, but I want, I don't, there's no Josh. Wait, is it, you're, no, you, is he really Josh? Do you have photo ID to prove that your name is Josh? Can anyone verify this kid's name is actually Josh? Is his name Josh? All right. I'll buy you some candy after the service. All right, Josh? Us Joshes, we got to stick together. We got to stick together. My name is Josh. It's great to see you. I am getting to be the guest speaker this weekend as we continue our series in JHM called Amateur. So today, millions and millions of people are going to watch as professional football players play football. Professional means they've practiced for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours. They've played in their colleges, and now they're playing for the greatest team of all time in the National Football League, the Green Bay Packers. That's right. Best team. I don't care what your team is. The best team is the Green Bay Packers. I was born and raised in Wisconsin, and so that's how they say it there. It's not Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. So say it with me. One, two, three, Wisconsin. Ready, ready? One, two, three, Wisconsin. All right, you did good. You did good. Well, I, I actually have, I, I got to play football, and I loved, I was always an amateur athlete. I never was able to play pro football, but some people think that I look like the guy on the screen. He actually played for Wisconsin as well, but now he plays for the Houston Texans. His name is J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt. Do you think there's a little resemblance between us? Maybe the face a little bit. His body, he seems like he's been in the gym a little more than I have. My chins tell a different story, but that's okay. Um, I also have been told that I look like somebody else. I don't know if you guys see any connection to this guy right here, Mr. Incredible. You see it? I don't see it. I don't see it, but thank you. You see it a little bit? Kind of an overweight animated action hero. Thank you. This is bullying right now. Good, good to know that. All right. Well, hey, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I know what happens is you walk into church. Some of you are here for the very first time. Some of you come every week, and if you, especially if you come every week, you're like, okay, dude impress me. And you're like, your arms are folded. And you're like, go ahead, like teach me something that I don't know. And so, no, no, unfold your arms. Don't really do that. That was, yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, and so today my job is to teach you a little bit from the scriptures, from the Bible. So it's not just some guy named Josh up here talking, but it's somebody who loves you and has studied the Bible and is helping you, um, live the life that God intended for you to live as well. So let's do this. If someone around you is talking and being a knucklehead, just give them a little elbow right now. And if they won't, if they won't stop talking, just say, I'm going to slap you across the face. All right. And then you can, and just a warning. It's a warning shot. It's a warning shot. All right. You don't have to actually have to do that. All right. Good job. Let me introduce you to my family. This is my family. This is, uh, we'll put, we'll put up my family. There it is. That's me and my wife, Angela. We have four kids. So my oldest son, Christian, He's in HSM, and he's a sophomore. Uh, my, my middle kids, Austin and Alexis, they're, they were both here last night. They're JHM, 7th uh, and 8th grade. Then my youngest, his name is Jaden, and he's kind of cut off in the bottom of the picture. But if you notice, I said I had four kids. There's five kids in this picture. And the other kid, he's kind of like my arms around him a little bit back there. His name is Matthew. And Matthew just has a crazy story in his family. And we've decided to, like 
adopt him. Not like, I mean, we, I think we would probably really adopt him. But there's just a kid. His story is nuts. He lived with his grandma. His brother is like severely disabled and in a wheelchair the rest of his life. Mom and dad are out of the picture. And so we just kind of adopted Matthew, like adopted him into our family. And that's, so that's our family right there. And do you see where we are? Do you see this from where we are right in the, this picture? We're at, we're at the Hollywood sign. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this, but for me, sometimes I go somewhere just to take the picture because I know that I'm going to get thousands and millions of likes or whatever, maybe over 100. And so that picture right there, no filter, Hollywood, we took this huge hike. I'm not a, I'm not a big hiker. I'm not a big fan of exercise, but I, I do it every once in a while for a great picture. And I'm climbing up to the top of the Hollywood sign in L.A., it's January 1st, 2017, so this is like eight months ago. We get to the top of the sign, and on that day that I took this picture, there was some vandalism that took place on the Hollywood sign. Did you hear about this or remember this? Instead of the Hollywood sign saying, Hollywood, over the whole Los Angeles basin, it said, Hollyweed. Hollyweed. Well, let me tell you this. I was there that day, but I didn't do it. Well, you can't prove that I didn't do it. You can't prove that. I leaned over to Snoop Dogg, and I was like, who do you think did that? And he's like, I don't know. It was, it was a weird moment. between. Anyhow, Snoop Dogg wasn't there. He wasn't there. All right, Hollyweed. Now, I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes you know a little bit about my family. I feel like sometimes you need to know about the family I grew up in because everybody's family in here is a little bit weird. And some of you are like, oh, finally, someone said it at church because my family's super weird and I've been afraid to say it. Well, every family's weird. And let me tell you about my family. My family used to keep me on a leash. That's right. That's right. They disguised the leash as a backpack like Mickey Mouse with it, like, hey, there it is. Yeah, like a little tail coming out the back. And they're like, isn't that adorable? And they would tell me stories so that I would keep the leash on and I would be contained and I would be like, and they'd be like, hey, one day uh, we were at the Grand Canyon and you fell in, but we had you on the leash and we pulled you up and you're saying, I'm like, okay, tie me tighter. Like I'll wear the leash wherever I go. One day you were at the parade and they throw candy and the kids run out and get the candy. And then you thought there was more candy coming, but the elephants were coming down the street and they were going to crush you and you were going to die, but you were on the leash. And I was like, just take me, leash me wherever I go. I mean, how many of you have ever, you've, your parents have ever put you on a leash? Just raise your hands really quick. Okay. That makes sense. I get it. Okay. Good. All right. So I got a few friends in the audience. That makes sense. Now I didn't realize till later that most parents don't leash their kids. They don't do that. But apparently I was the type of kid that needed to be leashed. I wasn't the only one, though, so I brought some pictures of other kids that have been leashed. Do you want to see them? Here's, a, here's one right here. This is a kid who's on a leash and his parents. And I just love it. I love these pictures. All right, here's another one. This is a great one. This is a kid who's, like, at the airport or traveling, and he's like, I don't want to be here. He's, like, on a leash. I love it. Another one, another great leash picture. This mom just flat out dragging her kid along the road. You will come home. You will obey or I will drag you. And then this one's also good. It's like sometimes when you take your kids out for a walk and you take your dog out for a walk and yeah, kids on a leash. 
Well, students, there was a group of people in the Bible time, their name were the disciples. The disciples were the 12 closest followers of Jesus. They got to see Jesus do all the cool miracles. They got to see him do these amazing things. When Jesus fed 5,000 people from one boy's lunch, they got to see that with their eyes. When Jesus spit in the ground and made mud, and put the, which is so disgusting and awesome, and then they took the mud and they put it in the blind guy's eyes and the blind guy could see again. Like the disciples got to see those cool moments happening. But the disciples were also kind of crazy people. They weren't like little awesome, perf- they were kind of squirrely teenagers. In fact, if I was to describe them, I would say they were amateurs. They weren't like professional Christians. They were fishermen. They were people that didn't, they weren't even hardly old enough to have a job. They were amateurs. They weren't professionals at all. And the simple pr- point that I'd love for you to think about this morning is this. The disciples didn't have it all together. If you have ever felt in your junior high years, like I'm in middle school, I don't have it all together. How come this other kid has it all together? Or they're from a perfect house? Or why am I on a leash? And so so you're thinking it's, it's okay because some of the people that made the greatest impact in the world, they didn't have it all together. Let me show you a picture of a guy named Peter. This is what artists think Peter looks like, all right? This is like, look, look at Peter. He's like got a perfectly trimmed beard. He's like looking off into the middle distance. He has a halo around his head. Like, here's another picture of Peter. This is from, the, there was like a Bible miniseries. And look at Peter. He's like rugged and handsome and leathery from being out in the, and he's like holding the sail. And he's a fisherman. <sighs> All right, here's another one. Here's another image of Peter. This is, this is like, uh, I don't know, an animated, the animated version of Peter. You know, Peter actually was kind of a disaster. The Peter's one of the disciples, and he was a total disaster. He would do things like uh, he would jump out of the boat in the middle of a storm because he saw Jesus walking towards them. So if you have been around church for a while, you might know that story. Peter jumps out of the boat, and then he starts to sink, and Peter would do all sorts of things. He would say dumb things. One time when they were coming to get Jesus, like to take him to be crucified on the cross, Peter took out his sword and then was like, you're not going to take Jesus, and like, shoom, cut off a guy's ear. Like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to slice this way and cut off the guy's head. Whatever. Peter, he just cuts off the guy's ear, and Jesus is like, Peter, what are you doing? Jesus picks up the ear, and he's like, come on. And then he super Jesus's it back onto the guy's head. Do you think there were sound effects back then? Do you think that was how it worked? Like, come on, Peter. Like, that would be awesome if Jesus' miracles, I don't know, that's not what the Bible doesn't say. It just said Jesus put the ear back on. The guy said, Peter was impulsive, he was crazy, he was nuts, he needed to be on a leash. He didn't have it all together. But Jesus says to Peter, you are the rock. You are the rock that I'm going to build the church on. I brought one more picture of Peter from the Bible. This one's found in the Bible. That's not, that's not the right, that's not... That's a, different, that's a different rock, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Here's what I know about the disciples. They were amateurs. They weren't professionals. They weren't pros. They weren't the best in the world. In fact, they were pretty average, normal, ordinary people. If you're going to write something down and you've got some notes in front of you, I see that many of you have got that paper and a pen. Let me give you a really, really big, big learning about the disciples that's going to be really good for you, too. Here it is up on the screen. It's simply this. Uh, go to the next slide really quick for me. Sorry. Go ahead one more. Keep going forward. You're doing great. One more. 
and nope, we want to go for the other direction, the other direction, forward. Here, I'll just give you the principle. That Jesus, God, he loves to use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Now, I realize that is like a, those are big words. So I'll, I'll give you a second. Some of you want to write this down. I appreciate that. God loves using ordinary, normal people to do extraordinary things. If you were to look through the pages of Scripture, over and over again in this book, God loves using ordinary, normal people. In this series, we would call them amateurs. And you and I have an opportunity as ordinary people. We live in Orange County, California. We have an opportunity to make a difference just like the disciples did. God loves taking ordinary people and doing extraordinary things. Let me tell you about two more of the disciples. One, his name was James. His name was James. Do we have any James in the house this morning? No James. Okay. James, his nickname was the less. You know why? There was two James. There was two James. There was James, the brother of Jesus, and there was James the less. How would you like to have that nickname? Oh, yeah. In your class, they're like, all right, is James here? Oh, James, the captain of the football team. Good. Glad you're here. And James the Less, are you here? Okay. Who cares if you're here? You're James the Less. Like, I would hate to have that nickname. I was a middle kid. I was a middle kid growing up. So my teachers would all be like, oh, I hope you're like your brother Jeremiah. He was a straight-A student. He was a captain of the football team. I hope you're like him because he was awesome. And I'm like, I am in the shadow of my brother. No. Okay, and no, I wasn't quite like that. But it was bad. Do any of you have an older brother or an older sister? Any? Okay, a bunch of you do. And so, so how crazy is it? James is going, man, I am James the less. That isn't fun. There's another guy by the name of Bartholomew. Bartholomew. The Bible doesn't even tell us anything about what Bartholomew did. It just said his name was Bartholomew, and he was a disciple. Wah, wah. Okay, Bartholomew. Look at this scripture passage in the book of Acts. This is a really, really important one because it talks about how ordinary the disciples were. Look at this. In Acts chapter 4, it says, The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of the disciples, in particular, Peter and John. Look at this part. They could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. But they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. See, students, we are ordinary, amateur people. And yet what happens is the disciples, they carried the mission of Jesus all over the world. Even though they were Peter, a guy who didn't have it all together, Bartholomew, a guy who all we know is his name, and James the Less. God still used them to change the world. Let me tell you about one more. His name was Thomas. Thomas was a doubter. If you know, if you've been around church for a while, you've heard, we don't just say the disciple's name was Thomas. We say his name was Doubting Thomas, and we're like, oh, he's a doubter. Well, maybe some of you have some doubts, too. You're like coming into church or you're here for the first time and maybe you have some doubts and some questions. It's okay. This church is a great place. God is big enough to handle your doubts and questions. That's good. I'm glad you're here. Because what happens is when your doubts are answered, it turns into devotion. Did you know that Thomas 
one of the disciples, when he became unleashed, he took the gospel of Jesus all the way to the furthest end of the world at that time. It would be like India. And so he died in India because he told people about Jesus over thousands of miles all around the world. In fact, all of the disciples took the good news of Jesus all around the world. The reason that we're here at church this morning is because the disciples were unleashed for their faith. So students, what would it look like this week if you said, hey, I'm ordinary. I am an amateur. But I know that God uses ordinary men and women to do extraordinary things. So what would it look like if this week someone was to stalk you? I know that's weird. Like, you know, like you follow someone around and just like, just follow them wherever they go. They're at McDonald's. They're at McDonald's. We need to follow. And then they're at the sports park right now. And if someone is following you around, that would be a little creepy. I totally get that. Nobody wants a stalker. But let's say it was a good stalker and they were just writing down everything they saw and everything they heard. Would they hear you representing Jesus in the world? Would they hear, would they hear jokes that honored God? When they look through your Instagram or your, your social media, whatever it is you're into online, would they, would they see pictures that glorify God? When they were listening to how you treat your mom and dad at home, would they hear someone who is honoring God? See, here's the thing. The disciples, they're all dead and gone. The disciples are done. This, this story from the Bible is thousands of years old, and yet today you and I get to continue the mission of the disciples. So it's our turn to be unleashed. So I hope that as you're, maybe you've written down a couple things today. You've written down like, you know, God uses ordinary people. God does extraordinary things. That would be awesome if you did that. Now write down the words unleashed at the bottom of it. And maybe you'd even think of somebody who needs to know Jesus. Somebody who needs to be invited to JHM. Somebody who needs to be, um, that needs a friend. Somebody who sits alone. Somebody who needs to be told about the good news of Jesus. Because the disciples' mission is now our mission as well. And God loves to use amateurs, especially when those people are unleashed. All right. We started talking about me being on a leash, being saved from the Grand Canyon, and me being on a leash, being saved from elephants. And so I thought we would end with three more pictures of kids that are leashed because they're awesome and perfect. Here's the first one. I don't know if this kid is trying to fly or what's happening right there, but that is a great moment. All right, let's do one more, another one. Let's see this one. Oh, this lady's like being ripped in half by two kids. Just ripped in half. Fatality right there. She's done. And do we have one more? Do we have one more? A <laughs> little too excited to be on a leash. Yay. Unbelievable. JHM, let me tell you one last thing. Do you know what would happen if we all lived unleashed like the disciples did? Here's what would happen. Here's what would happen. Our homes would be different. Our schools would be different. Our sports team, our fine art stuff, our friendships, our relationship with mom and dad, everything would be different. And so my hope and my prayer is that this week as you say, hey, I'm an amateur. God loves to use normal, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. 
And so I'm going to be the disciple of today. I'm going to be unleashed. Will you guys bow your heads and close your eyes just for a second? I'm going to pray for us. And I would love for you to pray for yourself that you'd be bold to share your faith. And maybe pray for somebody who needs to be sitting with you here in JHM next week. Somebody who you would reach out to with the love of Jesus as well. God, thank you for every student that is here this morning. God, thank you for the chance that we have to laugh and play and have fun with our friends. And also to be challenged to live a different life because we love you, Jesus. Just ask you to help these students this week to be unleashed in their schools and in their families and homes, make a difference in the world. We love you, Jesus. We ask all these things in your name. Amen.
sing this out for us, with us one more time. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name.